This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, runner friends. Oh my gosh, welcome back. It is episode four. I'm so excited you're here. Uh, This is really cool. A month ago, I didn't have a podcast, and now I have four episodes. And it fits along with our story today about rewriting your story. So yeah, I mean, this creating a podcast was not something I was capable of doing a year ago, Um, but I had to rewrite my story and give myself the confidence to be able to do this. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So rewriting your story, and maybe you don't even know what that means. Maybe you've never heard this before and you're just like, what is she even talking about? And that's okay. I didn't, I didn't know what this was either. So right now we are in the middle of my beta course and I am having my students find the stories that they're telling themselves over and over and over again. And for some of them, it is self-limiting things that they repeat over and over and over and totally guilty of this too. So, you know, we never get to this point where we're completely perfect, but we're just being more aware of these stories that we tell ourselves. And, you know, some of us, we have these reasons that we're not successful with a goal that we're working on. So a lot of women, they'll start a new meal plan, but then life happens and they feel like, oh, they're, you know, they're a failure. They weren't perfect. So they convince themselves to not even bother saying I'm a failure because I'm not perfect. That's a story that you're choosing to tell yourself. Um, or some of the women are saying, you know, I've always wanted to run a 5k, but I, you know, I'm just not capable of doing it. Anytime I start running, it's just, it's just too hard for me. I'm never going to be able to do it with this. Never going to be able to run a 5k. And I mean, that's a story that they're choosing to tell themselves. If you continue on with that story, you're never going to be able to run a 5k. And I just want you to know that I actually just described myself, me, both of those, totally me, past versions of myself, uh, self-limiting stories that happened over and over and over in my head and just kept me where I was. Um, And so I want to go back a few years. The first time I had even heard about viewing life as a story with a storyteller was in a college history course. Um... If you don't know me, I hate taking history courses, so this might be the only thing I actually learned or the only thing I remember, but I just remember my professor writing the word history on the board, and he was like, you know, history is literally his story, and yeah, that's my professor voice, but um, yeah, history is a story. It is his story. And when you are the winner in the story, you tell that story very differently than the loser in that story. So if we were to look at history books, you know, about World War II, what we learned here in America is completely different than what Japanese students learned growing up. You know, same events, different viewpoints, different story happening. And and it's not just in history books. Do you guys remember the book, uh, The true story of the three little pigs. We used to read that book in my classroom all the time and compare it to the three little pigs, the regular traditional version. And I mean, in that story, I guess the wolf didn't really make himself out to be the winner or the hero. He was making himself out to be the victim, but you get it. Like there are different ways to view the same situation, the same occurrences that happened. 
Um, and we get to decide how we want to paint the picture. We get to decide who's the winner, who's the loser, who's the hero, who's the victim. Um, and I mean, that's our lives. Our lives, how we view our lives is up to us. We can look at all of these crappy things that have happened and we can keep repeating things <laughs> to ourselves, and just keep finding supportive evidence that we will never amount to anything, that everything in life is too hard for us, that we're weak and we're failures and we'll mess up anything that comes our way. Um, like that is the victim story and I'm guilty of it. And I want you to know this, that I am by no means perfect now or ever or will be no means perfect. But I would say that up until I was 31, my mind was very much in the victim story over and over and over again. Life just kept happening to me. Nothing ever went right. Um, I was dealt a really hard hand at life. Things are just hard for me. I'm never going to be successful. Um, and you know, even now I'll catch myself falling into that victim mode and I have to catch myself and I have to work on those things. But I will say that the more you practice it, the easier it gets Like you just, you catch yourself and you're like, ah, that's not really the story I need to be repeating to myself. Um, so yeah, we can look at the exact same things, the exact same supportive evidence, and we can choose to use that as proof that we are working through challenges and getting stronger each time. Um, you know, life is never going to be super easy. Like none of us, none of us have been handed things on a silver platter. Uh, life is going to be a struggle, but we get to choose if it remains that struggle or if that struggle helps us get stronger. We get to choose to view it in a way that we are the hero of the things happening in our lives. So I want to talk today about a personal failure story that I had to intentionally rewrite in my head as it was happening. And I had to intentionally rewrite this so that I could remain calm and work my way through it because I know had I not, um, had I not remained calm, had I not, oh gosh, things just would not have turned out the same as it did. And so this is the story of my third marathon, um, just this past fall in Chicago. And I'm actually, I'm not even going to talk about the race and running, which is weird, right? The podcast about running. What are you doing, Jacqueline? Um, no, I, I want to talk about other things because this is this is the message I'm trying to get across with this podcast is that the things that happen in our lives and running especially, um, they can make us stronger. Running has made me a stronger person, not just my physical strength, but just me as a person, my mental strength, what I'm capable of doing in life. And so um, if you're not finding strength, in the workouts that you're doing, in the running that you're doing, I really, really want you to just take a step back, listen, soak up as much as you can from this podcast and start to rewrite the story that's happening in your head. So yeah, this is not about running. This is the story of how I lost my bib for the marathon a mere 20 minutes after I had picked it up. And the chaos that could have ensued, but um, 
it didn't. It, uh, I'll give you that much. So, uh, yeah. So right now I do not live in Chicago, but that's where I'm from. That's where my family lives. Um, so when I am in town, I, you know, I stay with whoever will let me stay at their house. I'm just kind of this nomad couch surfer. Yeah. So I was staying at my aunt's house in Elmwood Park. And she dropped me off at the Green Line so that I could hop on a train and head to McCormick Place to pick up my race bibs. So I had my backpack and I had my luggage. And I mean, basically, I was carrying around everything that I had brought from Atlanta to Chicago. So yeah, I got to McCormick Place. And if you've never been to the expo for the Chicago Marathon, it is ridiculously huge and it's amazing and there's I mean there's just about a million people there I swear and then there's me and I'm trying to like roll through like all of these crowds and I have my little rolly suitcase and I have my big backpack and you know I'm just like making my way through the crowds and so I get my race bag and so it's in a little clear backpack thingy and so I, I put that on my back too. And I go to meet up with my running friends from Atlanta. So, hey, Jamie. Hey, Vivian. Hey, Vivian's mini me's. Um, yeah, so we took some photos. And I mean, time just kind of went by really quickly. And I realized, like, oh crap, uh, I was supposed to meet my friend Megan in Lincoln Park for lunch. And so I'm like, okay, guys, so good to see you. I gotta go. So I hop in an Uber. Um, and because I've, I've spent, oh my gosh, hundreds of dollars on this race, on this trip, I do Uber pool to save a few bucks. And my driver stops to pick someone else up to join our ride. And so, you know, you got to make room for someone else. So I throw my bags in the back seat to make room for her. And we're driving a bit and we drop her off. She's still downtown. Her destination's downtown. Um, and then we start heading north to Lincoln Park out of downtown um, to meet up with Megan. And I've said this before and I'll say this again. Um, I always try to be really friendly to whoever it is I meet. Um, because a couple things, number one, I just love hearing people's stories. I love hearing, uh, people like where they're from, their walks of life, their experience, how they like the city. I love talking to people and just hearing more about them. I think it's so important to put good energy out there to people, because that's the kind of energy I want to be put onto me. And so, you know, if you if you are happy and you are kind to people, you're going to receive that back. So yeah, I'm just, I'm never a jerk in cabs. I always uh, try to communicate and just be kind. And so, yeah, I'm like chatting up with the cab driver and we're talking about the marathon that I'm in town for. And he told me that he's from Ethiopia and, you know, everyone thinks that Kenyan runners are the fastest, but it's really uh, people from Ethiopia that are the best. And I told him how I was from Atlanta, you know, in town, originally from Chicago, but in town from Atlanta. And, you know, we kind of like complained about the traffic there. And so, yeah, we just kind of chit-chatted back and forth and we get to Lincoln Park and he reminds me, you know, make sure you grab your bags. And he told me that earlier in the week he had dropped off a passenger to the airport who had left her luggage. And we joked about it like, oh my gosh, how could someone leave their luggage? That's insane. Um, but yeah, so I thanked him and I told him, you know, hey, next time in Chicago, maybe you'll be my Uber driver. So I grab my backpack and my luggage and I hop out of the car and I begin to walk across the street to meet my friend for lunch when I realized it. Um, you know, we're talking and we're chatting 
and I had to grab it's my backpack and I grabbed my luggage, but I didn't grab the running bag, the clear plastic thingy that I had just picked up at McCormick Place, the thing that, you know, I had moved when the new rider got into the Uber. I mean, I literally had just picked this up. It had my marathon t-shirt. It had all these goodies, these freebies. I mean, it had the bib for the race that I was supposed to run the next day. I mean, the race that I had trained 18 weeks for, the race that, like, you cannot get another one of these. Like, they're not for sale um, after a certain point. Um, and you can't resell them. So there's not, like, even, like, I can't even go on a Craigslist and try to buy one. And, I mean, yeah, no, try calling the marathon people and tell them that you lost a bib. I mean, I, I know they would say, you're out of luck. I'm sorry. Like, there's security things that they have to take precautions about. So, I mean, this bib cost $200 by itself. I had trained for this race for months and let's just not even talk about all the other costs for getting to this race. And yeah, um, yeah, I had grabbed my backpack and my luggage, but I did not grab the one thing I needed for the marathon. (sighs) And I mean, this is where I would usually say to myself, oh my God, Jacqueline, you are such an idiot you are always losing things like, oh my gosh, you're so forgetful. Why? This happens to you all the time. This always happens to you. You always do crap like this. You know, you have something great happening and then you mess it up for yourself. But I've practiced this storytelling thing a lot and this, you know, be the hero of your story and don't be the victim. And when you hear yourself go into that, like feeling sorry for yourself and hating on yourself mode to stop and just like reframe it, rewrite it, retell it. Um, you guys, we all make mistakes. Like that's, that is just part about being human. That's literally, you know, when someone says, oh, he's, he's human, that means we're not perfect. We make mistakes. Um, so there's never going to be a day that we don't make mistakes, but it's all the drama that we add to the mistakes that ruins our lives. It is the way we tell that story in our head and the words that come out of our mouth. Like that is what determines um, what's going to happen next, how our life is going to go. And so, you know, had I sat there crying about the mistake I had just made, you know, and had I sat there, you know, being busy talking crap about myself and adding all that drama, I mean, that could have been it. That very well could have been the end of my marathon story. Um, I could have not been able to run the marathon had I sat there and just cried and had a panic attack about the bib that I lost. You know, if I had sat there and felt like a victim and, you know, just kept telling myself, you can't do anything right, um, that could have been the end. That very well could have just been the end of my marathon story. But I practice what I preach. And I reminded myself that, no, hey, Jacqueline, um, you didn't do this on purpose. I reminded myself how I had put good energy out there into the world. I was kind to the driver. I was kind to the passenger. um, I was kind to every person that I had met along my way. And I just kept reminding myself that, somehow that energy was going to be returned back to me. I don't know how. I, I don't know if I'm going to get this 
back, but I'm just, I'm going to trust that, that that energy, that positive energy that I put out there into the world was going to be returned to me. And, um, yeah, this, this really could have been an easy time to call myself an idiot. I left this really expensive and important thing in the Uber. I messed up, could have added drama to the situation. Um, but I practice my hero story in my head over and over anytime I hear myself talking crap to myself. Um, because again, I'm not perfect. And I, I hear myself every now and then call myself an idiot. And so I have to tell myself, nope, nope, we're not going down that rabbit hole. I, in this situation, I consciously made the decision to rewrite this story in my head as it was being played out. Um, I, I really feared had I let myself gone down that hole, I, I mean, I just didn't want to see what happened. So I just kept telling myself things are going to be okay. This, you know, things are going to be okay. You're not an idiot. Um, you make mistakes. Things are going to be okay. And I will say this, that um, it's true. I am forgetful and I have lost things. Like that is true about myself, but you know, bringing up all this evidence about what an idiot I am serves no purpose, you know, in this situation while it was actually happening or even in this story, like me retelling it, calling myself an idiot over and over and over again. Um, I mean, that serves no purpose at all. So I will tell you how this story ends. Um, after contacting the Uber driver for a good hour with no response, you know, I, I did the best that I could to enjoy lunch with my friends. And finally, <laughs> I got a hold of him. And I swear that the amazing energy I put out there into the world was returned back to me. Um, he graciously offered to drive the bag back to me when he started his next shift. And I was like, hey, you know, like maybe I'll just come meet you where you are. So yeah, he agreed to meet me up north in Rogers Park. He gave me the bag back. I mean, there was no drama. There was nothing shady. He was super kind. I mean, he even offered to Uber me to my next place, like where I was going after getting my bag. And I 100% believe that that's not how this would have ended had I just gone into victim mode because I know had I gone into you're such an idiot, I know what previous versions of myself have done. I would have started crying. I would have called my parents. I would have said, you know, you can't solve this. You're an idiot. And I would have sat there and I would have cried and I would have missed out on this opportunity to be the hero of this story, be the person that was able to be calm, this person that was able to think clearly, this person that was able to, you know, get the bag back. Um, when we talk crap to ourselves, it paralyzes us from action. And really, had I sat there and panicked, who knows? Who knows? Um, and when I look back on this story, I still don't, I don't see it as a, oh, there goes Jacqueline. She messed up again. You know, I, sometimes I'll retell it like that just because I think it's a little bit funny because I can retell it as had this happened to a previous version of Jacqueline, that's how she would have retold it. But I see this story as a, you know, Jacqueline figured out how to stay calm in a really tough, stressful situation. Um, Jacqueline figured out how to do this without freaking out. And, you know, I know that's kind of a long title for a story. I'll be working on that. But, um, yeah, this is another 
example, this is like more supporting evidence for my hero story. Something about this, something so silly like this, where I messed up, but I chose to be the hero of this messed up situation. Bad stuff happens to everyone. Unlucky things happen to everyone. Mistakes. I mean, we all make mistakes, but we get to choose how we tell the story. We get to choose how we replay that story over and over in our heads. And we get to choose how we want to view ourselves. And viewing ourselves as the hero is not boastful. Um, it's not boastful to talk about something that you've overcome. Talking in that way helps yourself and it helps other people see that, hey, <laughs> that crap happens to other people. But like we can all be strong enough to overcome it. So yeah, I um I got my marathon bib back and I ran the race and I won it. Yay! No, but um the race, that's a good story for another episode. But I want to bring this back. And so, you know, again, don't just take this podcast as a cute thing you pin on a board or something you think, well, that's nice. You know, that's nice for Jacqueline, but my life is different. My life is harder. You know, I, no, no, no. My life is completely different than that because we've all been dealt a hand that we have to figure out how to best use it. Your life may legit be harder than mine, but that's the life you have. That is your hand. And it is the only life you're ever going to have. So you got to figure out what you're going to do with it. Like, do you want to keep seeing yourself as someone that when things get hard and, you know, life throws a hurdle at you, do you want to see yourself as the person that can't handle it and falls back into the hole um, and like lets life take over? Or do you want to see yourself as the person who can calmly learn to overcome the crappy things that happen to you? You literally get to pick how to rewrite your story. That is your choice, how you want to tell the story in your head and pump yourself up and how you want to tell that story to your kids, to your spouse. Um, that is up to you. So when you think about your life or your past or even your current day, you know, retell that story with you being the strong one. And it's going to feel weird at first, um, but if you really want to see a change, really take the time to hear the messed up things you're saying to yourself and think about how you can rewrite that in your head because you repeat those things over and over and over again. And that is what your life becomes. Your life is literally the story you repeat over and over and over again. And so, I mean, that's how I lost 25 pounds and have kept it off. Like I have not yo-yoed back and forth. Um, and it's not because of some magical diet, but it's because I decided to rewrite the story that I told myself about my relationship with food, about my relationship with my body and my relationship with exercise and with running and with doing hard things. I chose to rewrite that story and rewriting that my story is how I went from not being able to run two blocks to completing three marathons, 1500 miles, a 100 day running streak. I could not have done all of those things if I was still telling myself the victim sob stories over and over and over again. Um, what we are capable of doing in life is dependent on the story that we tell ourselves. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of me. I can't believe we did it. Teamwork, right? Okay, guys, if you loved this episode, press subscribe. 
uh, leave me a comment. Tell me what you liked, what you learned. Even better, tag me in a post on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram. Tell me what you learned, um, how you're rewriting your hero story, making 2018 the beginning of whatever adventure you are going on. Um, it'll help you. It'll help me. It'll help people in your social network getting to see you doing something pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And then if you haven't joined the beta course yet, um, you still have a little bit of time, not a lot of bit of time. I will post a link in the show notes, but we're just rewriting our stories. And I mean, if you are so sick of yo-yoing back and forth, uh, gaining weight, losing the weight, gaining it back over and over again, um, yeah, you probably will need some help rewriting your story to make it something achievable, something that is long lasting and not just some crazy diet that you do for three weeks. Uh, yeah. So, all right, guys, those will be in the show notes. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Take care. Bye guys.